0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Switch Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Uh, Jake, what's going on? Welcome to another episode. Welcome back to another episode. And are you ready to start? I think today we have a bunch of stuff okay. to talk about. I think we're going to do some, some NBA mock drafts, some MLB All-Star ballots. Well, we're going to do a bunch. News, yeah.
1: And so All-Star weekend's coming up. The All-Star break is almost upon us. So let's, each, let's, let's start with our American League All-Star ballots. Jake, uh, you could start us off with first base.
0: So for the AL first base, I have my winner. I'm gonna go to Yandy Diaz, and then for that runner-up spot, alternate if anything happens, I'm gonna go with Joe Gallo.
1: That those are some those are some good picks. Uh, I have the same pick with Yandy Diaz. Personally, my runner-up is actually Ryan Noda. He's he's had a, a very solid year for the Oakland A's. 800 OPS. Been one of the few bright spots of the Oakland A's this year.
0: Shout out to Ryan Noda, who might be coming on our podcast. We talked to him before the season starts. So that sounds awesome. But let's move on. Let's do some second base action. Obviously, I think this shouldn't really be a debate. I don't know why people are trying to throw in some Whit Merrifield action, but my winner is Marcus Semyon. He's yeah. one of the best hitters in baseball right now. Obviously, my runner up, I had Whit Merrifield. Brandon Drury's having an awesome year. But I mean, Marcus Semyon me is just unreal right now for Texas. So he's my winner.
1: I agree. Everything everything seems to be going well for the Rangers this year. You know, I have Marcus Simeon there too. Brandon Trey's had a very under the radar year, hasn't been talked about a lot. Angels are playing good baseball and he's been a big part of that offense production, but obviously this this has not been the greatest this has probably been the worst position in the AL. There's not Glaber's been okay, but he's not really deserving of an all star spot. So yeah, Simeon's my pick.
0: So we can move on to let's go with third base. I think my winner also, I don't know why people are trying to throw endeavors. The winner should be Matt Chapman. I mean, he's maybe a top seven hitter in baseball this season so far. Toronto's having a very, very, they start off hot. They slow down a little bit, but Chapman's a huge bright spot in that lineup. He's been awesome. So he's my winner. I'll throw Endeavors Devers as my runner-up, though.
1: So, Jake, actually, neither of the two guys you've mentioned are my pick, actually. I actually have Jose Ramirez. Uh, as my starting third baseman has the best uh, WRC plus out of any of the the qualified candidates, and also another guy. Personally, my my I have a couple runner-ups. Matt Chapman, obviously one of them, and J- Josh Jung of the the Texas Rangers. Another guy putting together a really solid offensive season. The defense is not the best, but he he's still a rookie and look likely going to take away that rookie of the year spot. And I think his defense will get better, but there's a good chance he'll be a reserve this year in the All-Star game.
0: Okay, we can move on to one of the biggest positions in baseball. I'd say the leader of the infield, if you don't count the catcher, it's called if it's a shortstop. I think my winner is very debatable. I know Bobachette, He's my Bo my runner-up. I'll start with that. Provides definitely the best hitting value out of these shortstops. With, I think he's top three in hits right now in the LB, but my winner is Wander Franco. I'm going pretty much the hitting was close, Bobochet wins, but... The defensive style of Wander Franco is just unbelievable, so he's going to get my spot.
1: Yeah, so my spot is also going to go to Wander Franco. Obviously, you mentioned how Bo Bichette probably has him on the offense, but the defensive Wander's been really good, and he's still putting up really high-level offensive numbers. And a guy who, if he wasn't injured for most of the year, Corey Seager's been awesome, but he just hasn't played enough to really be an all-star. And, yeah, there's, uh, I guess Bichette would be my runner-up. And, you know, rookie Zach Neto's is putting together a solid year. Uh, Kate got drafted last year. and He's putting up solid numbers. Probably not an all-star this year, but he's going to be an all-star in the future.
0: Yeah. So, I think before we go to the outfield and DH, we can do our catchers. We should have probably done it at the start, but we'll, st- we'll go catcher. I think our winner, I think we both had the same two players. I think our order is swapped, though. I have Adley as my winner. I'm going to go Jonah Heim for the runner-up. I think this Adley is just – I think he's just the best catcher in the AL – I think Jonah Himes having an awesome year for Texas. They're a great team right now, and Jonah Himes very surprisingly awesome year. But Allie Rushman, I think, is just my winner.
1: Yeah, so Jonah Himes actually going to be my winner. You know, I think it's they're very interchangeable. They both put up they're putting together great seasons. So I feel like Jonah Himes is by far the best defender in baseball, and his offense is not even that far off from Allie. So that I'm going to give him the edge, but. I am th- good with either one getting the the start.
0: Okay. So this is a little tough. We're gonna do the AL outfield. There are a bunch of people are injured, Aaron Judge, Yordan Alvarez, but I think we'll do our three starters and then we'll do some like alternates or runner ups that we could throw in if they have to go in for an injured player. We'll we fir- we'll both do our first three outfielders to start. I had Judge, Jordan Alvarez, and Randy Arzarina.
1: Yeah, so I actually had the I had the same three guys. And uh,
0: then they're like they're gonna be three, four, five runner ups, a bunch of guys that can go in because I know judges now they're saying he could be out till after the all-star game. Same with Alvarez. So I have Mike Trout, Austin Hayes, Adoles Garcia, Ezekiel Duran's playing great baseball. So all like four of those guys can definitely swap in. I think Austin Hayes definitely it has been a really under the radar season and could be a great alternate. I think the leader right now is like just out of the outfielders that's healthy is Randy Rosarino, just having an awesome year for Tampa, who is maybe the best team in baseball right now. So I think that's my like real leader in the outfield for the AL.
1: Yeah. To throw in a couple more names, Luis Robert. He's been, he's having a great year. Cedric Mullins. He's injured also, but he's put together a good year. Josh, Josh Lau as well. So there's a, there's a bunch of good guys on here.
0: Then we have our last position for the AL designated hitter. I think there's no real need to say why, but the winner is Shohei Otani. Maybe that's that's probably the best player in baseball. I mean, he is. He is. That's at both sides. Shohei uh, Otani is the winner of having a fantastic year for the Angels.
1: Yeah, but One guy, there's a couple guys also to shout out here Brent he He's had uh, a very great year for the, the A's. Justin Turner even is putting together a good year. Uh, same with Harold Ramirez and Jake Berger. All all good hitters, but no one obviously comes close to a guy with a thousand OPS in Shohei Otani.
0: Okay, so we're going to move on to the NL. I think we'll start with the catcher this time. I think we'll scone over from catcher first, second, third, short, and so on. So we'll start off our catcher. I think at the beginning of the season, this was a very tight race between two guys. I think now it's sort of edged out into one player. My winner is Sean Murphy, and my runner-up is Will Smith. I think at the beginning of the season, Will Smith was having probably the best catching season he's had in his career and was beating Sean Murphy for a spot, but the Braves started to heat up. Sean Murphy just kept the edge the entire time. He keeps it both defensively and offensively. He's just an all-around great catcher.
1: Yeah, so I have the same exact uh, two guys: Sean Murphy being my starter. You know, I don't know the Braves are so good; they they could any guy they get is so good. We'll mention another guy, short in a little bit, but Sean Murphy he does it on both sides of the ball. And then obviously Will Smith, he'll get in the game. Uh, he's a he's ha- he's having a very solid year, uh, OPS around nine hundred. So both two very good players. And let's go to first base now.
0: Okay, so first base. I think this should be pretty easy. I think that it's not really that close after Alonzo got hurt. My winner is Freddie Freeman for normal reasons, batting unbelievable. He's your top top 10 hitter in baseball right now. My runner up is going to give it to Pete Alonzo. He was unbelievable until he got hurt, but I think he just hasn't played long enough. So I'll knock him for my runner up.
1: Yeah. So Freddie Freeman is also going to be my starter. And then some other guys, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, you know, Not as great as last year, but still very good. Pete Alonzo, obviously, was leading the league in home runs, got injured. Otani has that now. But Lamont Wade, Christian Walker, Matt Olson, also all putting together good years. But the spot's got to go to Freddie.
0: And Jake, you want to start off with your second base picks?
1: I don't think this should be – the guy is hitting almost 400 in Luis Arise. And everyone's like, oh, he just hit singles. He still has a very high slugging percentage. And he – uh. If you think anybody else, like I don't even know what to tell you, this guy is having an historic season and could be the next 400 hitter.
0: For my winner, I also had Luis Arise for the best pure contact, pure hit hitter in baseball right now is Luis Arise. It's not close. I don't care what anyone says. If you're banging almost 400, I don't care if you hit bloop singles or home runs. He does it. He gets on base a lot and he gets a hit a lot. So he's my winner. My runner up, I'm gonna get to Tyro Strada coming from San Fran, also having a great year, but nothing like Lucifer Eyes.
1: Nolan Gorman's been good too, but obviously, uh, and then third base, personally, uh, this position's pretty so tough.
0: This might hurt for Jake Cohen being a Met fan, but or I'll well, get to JD Davis, no San Fran, former Met, he's having an awesome year. I don't care what Jake's gonna say if Jake gives it to Nolan Arenado. I understand that. My runner-up's Arenado. Ryan McMahon's also having a good year, but I'm getting it to J.D. Davis. I don't care if it's salty that I'm a Yankee fan. He's having a great year. So,
1: I mean, yeah, obviously that trade, Darren Ruff trade was awful. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Nolan Arenado. You know, he his defense is so good. It's, it's really good. And he's putting up a very good offensive season along with that. And I mean, obviously the runner-up will be J.D. Davis, unfortunately. You know, it hurts me but I'm going to give it to Arenado and then another guy I'm going to shout out, Austin Riley, still having a solid year save with Max Muncie. Although hitting under 200, he still has an 800 OPS. So,
0: We're going to move on to shortstop. I know Jake doesn't really agree with my pick, I think. He said like a week or two ago, I'm getting to Geraldo Perdomo out of Arizona. Under the radar, but he's having a great year. My runner-up's Orlando Arcia out of Atlanta, who's also having a great year. Perdomo's has been all a Absolute gem at hitting the season, got on base a lot, so he's my pick.
1: Yeah, so my pick is uh, Orlando Arcia of the Braves. Uh, you know, he's another guy that Braves just turned around his career, and he's having a a, a great season on both offense and defense. You know, there, Perdomo is a good guy to shout out. Englandora, he's had as a low average, but he's still the league in he's still top in the league in RBIs and playing elite defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in. Swanson's been Just not not too shabby. He's been solid, and then Matt McClain's having a good rookie year, but hasn't played enough probably to be an all star.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the outfield. I think the NL is a little easier than the AL, but there's one player that I I have starting. I don't know if I can count it though. I have the Juan Soto Tatis. I have I have Tatis starting. He hasn't played. I don't know if he's played long enough to be eligible for it. So you could say Soto, but my other two are we have Ronald Acuna, who could be the best player in baseball right now. Unbelievable for Atlanta, does it both sides of the field. Amazing hitter. Then, my other spot besides Tatis and Acuna, I'm gonna go to Corbin Carroll, who's been unbelievable for Arizona. I and mean, is, is he and Jake, is he a rookie this year? Is he count for rookie of the year? Uh, if, yeah, he is he does, in the
1: rookie of the year race. If he
0: classifies, he wins, I and mean, he's been unbelievable. He also for, could win
1: MVP, too.
0: Yeah, for being an MVP rookie, all-star I mean, he's been so good for, for Arizona, so he's gonna get that third spot. And then, I had Juan Soto, Nick Castellanos as my, like, runner-ups. I don't know if I get to Soto or Tatis. I think Tatis is been so good. It's just, I don't know if he played long enough necessarily to get the, to get the, the job for y'all start, so maybe we we'll Soto, but Nick Cassiano is having a good year. TJ of Cincinnati having a good year.
1: Yeah, so, uh, my three are Acuna, Carroll, and Tatis. Uh, I think he probably has played long enough. He missed, like, first 20 games or something. Like, he might not start, but he definitely will make it, and then it was so hard to leave off Mookie Betts, who's putting down another Mookie Betts type of year. And then you're also uh, his teammate Juan Soto, too, is having a great year. So there's a lot of great options at that spot. So not, you can't go wrong with a lot.
0: Obviously, now we have the designated hitter spot. Mine's a Miami Marlin, Jorge Soler, former World Series MVP. He is his bombs. For, Miami has, I think, two all-stars right now in our NL starters. I don't know if they had any backups or like, runner-ups, who said, but a rise and Jorge Soler both having amazing years. Miami's not amazing, but they're solid. They're having a much better year than usual. And Jorge Soler has been off the charts. So he's going to get my DH spot. Yeah,
1: so I'm going to give it to the same guy and Jorge Soler. You know, he's hitting a lot of home runs. He's getting on base. His D- like, he he actually does play the field more than you would think, he's qualifying for DH. But still, he has to get that spot. But some other guys, Christopher Morrell, when he's played, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, Jack Peterson having a good year. Uh, JD Martinez is having a good resurgence here, and then Harper he hasn't played enough, but he's still doing Bryce Harper type things.
0: Exactly. So I think that's gonna wrap up this little MLB All Star segment of the episode, and then we will now. I think you want to move into the MBA mock or NBA some trade previews for players that could be traded next week. I think let's just let's hop into the mock. Hop into the mock. Okay. So. I mean, we're going to do – I think we'll do the first round. I think we're going to do second round. We're also going to do no trades, which is obviously unrealistic. There'll be – I think there could be tons of trades in this draft. It's just hard. With to, yeah. that we're going to name after I think after the mock, we'll name players that are on the block that could be involved in maybe a trade. We could say, like, some situations where they would have to give up one of these picks. But for now, we're going to do no trades. And I think with the first pick, the San Antonio Spurs select center out of France, Victor Wemenyana. I don't think that's really the bait. He has Kevin Durant, Chris Porzingis, inside of him. He's, he's lengthy, but he's going to put on some weight. He's going to be awesome, I think.
1: Yeah, he shouldn't play baseball though. I didn't, that wasn't a great first pitch. he threw. Out. Uh, oh, that was not good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not even like, if like, obviously when Miyama is going first. So, but the second pick is where it starts to get a little, like, maybe there's two guys.
0: No, I'm going to have no, no pun intended, but, the slinger, the gun slinger, Bill Brand Miller. I mean, he's been he's been awesome. I think for Al- for Alabama, he was a freshman playing up 1982 eight two. He's shooting above forty percent from the field. He's got a decent. Th- he actually is a pretty solid from beyond the arc, shooting about thirty eight and a half percent, almost nine percent from the line. He puts up a block or two and assist or two per game. Only two turnovers a game, which is outrageous for a for a player in this draft. Majority of players would be playing up. Three or four turnovers plus if they're a star on their team, he's only playing up two. I think that's awesome. He led Alabama to I think they were the one seed, and I think he's gonna get my job at the number two pick because he's just he's a really he's actually just a he's actually a great fit for Charlotte. I don't think the Scoot Henderson fit really makes sense if you have Lamelo. I don't see the Lamelo Scoot fit together, so I'm gonna go with Brand Miller.
1: Yeah, so I also have Brandon Miller going at the two slot. It's a it's a it's a good fit there, you know. Scoot, I don't think he necessarily fits in as much uh so i mean let's go to number three i'll I'll actually start it off i've had this one is a little like this this is a really weird pick here for the blazers like it seems like they dame is going to stay that's that's what that seems like what's going to happen and i think they want to build a great team around him so a trade is very possible but i think there's a way they could pull off taking scoot henderson and i think anthony simons could possibly be moved i think that's a big possibility and I'm going to go with Scoot. It might not happen, but I feel like they can make it work.
0: Look, we'll talk about Dame later for players that could be traded out. But he did say recently that he might, he wants to stay in Portland, it seems. That's not really his full decision, I think, that Portland might have to get rid of, rid of him. But I'm going to go Scoot Henderson, obviously, the Portlands. If they get rid of Dame or Anthony, then it becomes a great, a great fit of two guards because Scoot can also run the two. Being a taller guard, he averaged about 14, 5, and 4 in the G League, but. He, he has insane potential. He's an all around guard. He can facilitate. He can score. And I have him going to Portland.
1: Yeah, so fourth pick we made by the Rockets. You know, there's a lot of rumors that they're gonna try to make a big splash in free agency, potentially reuniting with Harden, going after a guy like Van Vliet or Kyrie. But uh for me I'm gonna take I'm gonna go with Amen Thompson. You know, he's a he's a big guard, so he could probably play a forward spot as well. So I think that's a good fit, you know, very raw talent with him. But I think, you know, he has a great future. And Houston has a lot of good young players. They just got to try to put it all together.
0: I'm also going to go, i Thompson, number four to the Houston, being a 6'7 point guard, which I don't know how he plays point guard, but if, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but his brother is also 6'7. The fact that they're both 6'7s, it's a little odd, but – and then being a 6-7 point guard, going to Houston, if they do make a splash with Van Vliet or Harden, as it seems, could happen, then he might have to be moved maybe even small forward because he does have. He has a good shot. He can drive. He can, He's a great passer, good defender, all-around big guard that can do it all. It seems he has a bunch of potential. I think he would be a great fit in Houston.
1: So moving on to the Detroit Pistons, this is probably not where they were preferred to want to be making this pick at five. It was the lowest they could go, and they did end up going there. But you know, they, have a, they have a a good young core they're building with Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran. So they have some good young players. And I think they'll take another kind of raw player and Cam Whitmore out of uh, Villanova. I think it feels like a solid fit there. You know, they like those young raw players. So I think that's the the type of – that's where he's going to go.
0: I'm actually going to go somewhere different. I'm going to go Jairus Walker. Another great potential guy off Houston plays power forward, about six seven. Had a very great, very good, year, good season this year. Leading the Cougars, had eleven points, seven rebounds, two assists. Shot about thirty five percent from the field. It could be a sort of a reach, but he is a he's a he's a big difference maker on the court, and he can definitely play defense and step shooters. So I like him.
1: So next. We have the Orlando Magic, and uh, the Magic. I think I think they're gonna be a really good team. You know, they have like we mentioned with some of these teams, but they got a lot of good young players with Paulo there, uh, Jalen Suggs to name a couple. So uh, I think they go. This is a, might be a little bit of a reach here, but I think they go with a a guy who a good three and D player and Grady Dick. I think uh, this is a good good place for him. You know. I think he'll get it, get in a lot of minutes rookie year. I think he'll uh he'll perform well there. And I think he like another guy to just add to that core that they're gonna keep building.
0: So I'm actually going a different route. I think Dick could go a little later. I've him him going at I think ten or eleven right now. We'll check in later. But I'm go I think this could be one of the most underrated picks in this draft. He's maybe one of the best pass first guards that we've seen in like two or three years. I'm gonna go Anthony Black out of Arkansas. He is just the definition of selfless when it comes to the NBA drafts here. He's not the guy you can think of. Average four assists, five rebounds, 13 points, shot only 30% from three because he honestly, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. He's six, six and playing point guard. He He's like a connector. He connects, he gets people open. He's pass first. When he scores, it's mostly at the line or getting layups. Not a huge shooter, but he he's definitely step people up. I'd love to see him in Orlando.
1: So uh, I believe we have the Pacers at the next selection. Uh, point guard is a big need for them, and I think that's where they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go with a guy from Kentucky and Carson. Uh, Carson Wallace. You know, he. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. You know, they. He. They're. He's viewed as the best defensive guard in this draft, so I think. Uh, I think he's a good fit there. He's a solid playmaker, and he could score too. And we saw. We saw the potential he has in March Madness, where he had a couple of good games there.
0: So I'm going to go a different, I'm going to go a different route as well. I'm going to go with our man, Amen Thompson's brother, Asar. I think he has tons of potential for playing for Indiana. I think he could be a good fit. He could play the two, the three, or the four, it seems like. And right now, um, Indiana's building around their man, Tyrese Halliburton. They have Miles Turner set at the five, but they, they Benedict Matherin had a great rookie year, but that's the one, two, five punch, and yeah, three or four right there in that lineup. And I think Sark could fit in there nicely. He had a very good season at overtime elite, and I think he could fit in nicely in their roster.
1: Uh, so next we have the Wizards, I believe. Uh, and for the Wizards, you know, they're obviously looking to go in more of a rebuild direction. It seems like uh, they obviously just traded Bradley Beal, and Christoph Porzingis was just traded in a three-team deal to the Celtics, so. I'm gonna go with uh Asar Thompson. I think he lands here. You know, he flex a uh, versatile player. He could play point guard. Could play the two. Could play the three. So, I think uh, that could work. You know, they'll see where he fits best. But I think this is will be one of their key pieces in their rebuild.
0: So I'm actually gonna go with. I think right here, I think you had Cam Whitmore already going at five. I had him going at eight. I think he was a little too raw to go in that top five pick, but because I am actually a big UConn fan, I watched Cam Whitmore a lot when we I watched the Big East, and we played, obviously we played him twice. He wasn't phenomenal, but he has insane potential, and I think that he could be great in the NBA if he could put it together. More of like a Jordan Poole type guy that like wasn't amazing in college but still went high for a reason. I think he has great potential. Could fit in nicely in Washington, I think, since they got rid of Bradley Beal. He's not going to be their replacement, maybe. It looks like they're going to trade Chris as Porzingis. I don't know if anyone knows, but that's the rumor right now and a big three team deal. So I like Cam Whitmore right here at the eight spot.
1: So now we're, we're at the nine spot here with Utah who they showed some flashes last year. You know, Laurie Markinen was awesome and I think he's a big piece for their future. And I think they're going to go with a point guard here. A guy still pretty raw freshman out of Indiana. I'm going to go with Jalen Hood Scafino. I think uh, it, it's a solid fit. You know, they're, it's a couple point guards on the board here with Nick Smith, Kobe Buffin probably the only two guys who could pr- probably go here at that point guard spot. And I think Shafina will be the pick. You know, obviously that might not happen, but I think it, it's a good fit for them. And I think that he'd be their point guard in the future.
0: Once again, I can't agree with you. I probably would have taken Shafina, but I still have Kasan Wallace on the board. I think he already had him going, so I'm going to have him going here. I think they def- the Jazz definitely do need a point guard. That's why I'm taking Kasan Wallace he would be a great fit. Literally, Jafino, Cassano Wallace, Nick Smith, those top three point guards would all be good fits in Utah. I think to help Roy Markkinen, they could definitely build a big future down in Utah.
1: So now we're going with Dallas team who disappointed a lot of their fans last year. You know, uh, the Kyrie Irving trade didn't seem to work out, but it seems like the Mavs will probably be the only team to even make an offer for him. So, uh, with my with my selection here, I'm going to go with Jarese Walker out of Houston. And, you know, they've lacked uh, a good power forward for some time since Dirk. And poor, like Porzingis recently, but uh he couldn't really stay in the court. And the Christian Wood trade, it didn't work out exactly like they had hoped to. So I think they go with a, a young power forward here. He might not start immediately, but he's definitely a good future uh guy for the future there.
0: So, I'm actually going to go a different route. I had Jarrett Walker going earlier, so I'm going to go Taylor Hendricks. Another sort of raw power forward coming out of Central Florida. He was a freshman, 6'8", round 2, 14, 2, 15, put up fifteen seven. Great numbers in college, but he was at UCF, which is a lower tier school, so he might not have great competition. They weren't in March Madness, so it's not like he was playing in like a pressure tournament-esque area, so... I'm going to have him going here. I think he'd be a raw talent. I think Christian Wood might be gone now. If that they, they trade didn't work out for them, KP's gone. They need a, They really do need a forward. You had Jairus Walker, so I'm going to go the other power forward, and Taylor Hendricks.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually going to have him going here to the Magic. And Hendricks, you know, they obviously they have some good forwards there, but to continue to build up the core, add another guy, and I have, I have him going there, I think it, it's an overall good fit.
0: So now we're move on to pick 11, I believe. Right now at the spot is Orlando, and that could change, obviously, due to trades, but I'm going to go with Grady Dick. He's a shooting guard out of Kansas, about six, seven. You Obviously, Jake already had him going, but I think he, sum- he summarized him up great. Grady Dick is a very, very good shooter, and he could be awesome in Orlando, and that's where I have him.
1: So next we have a team, so many picks. And it looks like they're going to be really, really—they're going to be really, really good. And to add another good young player to them, I'm going to go with Anthony Black on to OKC. You know, I think it's uh, Jake gave him a good, good be, good talk before about him, and uh, I do think that he could fit in well as maybe a, a two guard is some something they need a little bit more. And yeah, I think that's it's the fit there.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with I don't know much about. He's supposed to be a lottery pick. He was the number two guy on that Metro 92 French team, Balakulabali. He's a 6'7 forward. Looks like he has great potential. They're saying he can shoot the rock as well. I think this is a very Sam Presti, OKCS move of taking someone with tons of potential that, honestly, no one actually knows about. So no one knows that they're going to risk a pick on him. But looks like in the draft, he was a top 20 prospect in the rankings. And I'll, I'm going to put him right here.
1: Yeah, so with my next with the next selection here, we have the Toronto Raptors. And it, it there's a good chance that we don't see Fred VanVleet resign. So I think they do go in the point guard direction. I think they take the guy who is the the number one rated player in the 2022 class, uh Nick Smith. Uh I think is the selection here, you know. He wasn't exactly great last year, but you know, he showed a lot of good flashes at Arkansas, and I think uh there's a very good shot he'll be the playing card of the future for the for the Raptors.
0: Look, I watched the Arkansas UConn game. Obviously, Nick Smith is awesome. He has insane potential. as the number one guy in his draft class. I'm going to go a different route. I have Nick Smith going a pick or two later here, but I'm going to go with Derek Lively. I think I'm sort of assuming that Pascal could get traded or could leave and they're in the big. But even if he doesn't, Derek Lively has so much potential and he could be a very good big in the NBA.
1: Mm -hmm. so the next pick I believe is the the Pelicans and I'm going to go with one of Jake's guys uh, from UConn I'm going to go with Jordan Hawkins here uh they need a uh, two guard might be a position need McCollum obviously getting old and adding a good young guy and Hawkins could be a, a good idea there so I think he could shoot could play good defense so I think I think that's the direction they go in
0: I think this is awesome because for the first time, maybe nine or eight picks, we actually agree on one. I have Jordan Hawkins going to New Orleans. I think this is an awesome fit for my UConn guy. I think he's the best straight-up like catch-and-shoot guy in the NBA. Might have to work on his defense a little bit if he wants to play the elite level, but he has great potential, and I think this is an awesome fit for him. You want to start us off with the next pick here? I would love to. I think now we're going to the pick. Um, fifteen, which will be making made by at the Atlanta Hawks as of now. I have someone that Jake had maybe four picks earlier. I think Jalen Hodgefino out of Indiana, another sort of raw point guard. For uh,
1: yeah, so with this pick, I'm gonna go with uh, Derek Lively at of Duke. Uh, you know, he uh he showed some good flashes for Duke last year. Obviously, still a, a lot of raw talent, but I think it's it's a good fit there. So yeah, so I'm gonna go with.
0: So then I think we're going to move on to pick 16 being made by the Utah Jazz. Um, right now, I'm going to go with another. This is, might be a region, in my opinion, Chris Murray, but he was very good at Iowa's brothers on Sacramento. He again, had an awesome year. Chris Murray can play the three and the four since they have Laurie. He could be another guy in that forward scheme with Utah, now having kassan Wallace potentially as well. I think that they really can build a great future in this team with these two top 16 picks
1: mm-hmm. i'm also i'm gonna go here with the jazz i'm gonna go more of a, a potential pick maybe not a guy who won't see the court a lot his first year maybe his first two years i i don't want to butcher his name but the man from france the second option to victor wamuniana but well Kabali. Uh, yeah that's who i'm gonna go with here and I, I think it's more of just like you're taking for the potential not what you're going to get immediately.
0: I like that pick. We're going to move on to 17. Got the L.A. Lakers sitting here. There's a lot of guards. They can definitely go if I think that's their big need right now. I'm going to go with someone that probably now thinking about it had too much potential to go here. I have Nick Smith. Probably should have gone a little earlier, but Jake summarized some great. He has great potential.
1: My next selection, I'm gonna go with uh, a point guard out of Michigan. I'm gonna go with Kobe Bufkin. You know, it's uh, they they might be they might get a point guard this offseason, but it's probably gonna be an older guy. So it's still good that maybe you get a younger guy to develop behind that point guard for a couple years. And I think this is a, a perfect guy to do that. One year at Michigan, solid. You know, looked pretty raw, but could could develop him behind a, a veteran.
0: So now we're going to move on to pick 18, late team pick, Miami Heat, runner-up to the NBA champions, Denver Nuggets. At this pick, I'm going to go with someone that I also saw in the Alabama-Yukon game, has some potential, Noah Clowney. He's actually a 6'10 power forward, which is very good for the NBA, perfect height fit for power forward. They have a 3-and-D type of guy. Was I think he was a freshman last year, if I going to check to make sure he was a freshman, yes. And I think he has good potential and could fit well on this team.
1: Yeah, so my pick, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chris Murray out of Iowa. You know, uh, obviously his brothers on the Kings, but uh, you know he's Chris is a good scorer, and I think he'll probably start in a bench role, but I think he could be a very good future piece uh, for the Heat.
0: So now we're gonna hop into a very big pick in this draft. It might be the 19th pick, but this team was one of the biggest dynasties in the NBA. We have the Golden State Warriors. I think this is a Sort of now in rebuild. I'm not going to say rebuild though because they were in the playoffs and they still have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and they're definitely building something down in Golden State. But I'm actually assuming Jordan Poole gets trade because that seems the direction they're going after a huge contract and not a very productive season. I'm going to go with Keontae George. He's six four, shooting guard out of Baylor. I think maybe if you checked in two months ago, he was supposed to be a top 12 pick. He dropped a little bit, but he put up 15-4-3. At Baylor, another guy that can work on his three-ball, but great defense and made a good impression at the combine.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the same guy, uh, Keontae George. You know, he showed showed a lot of promise last year for Baylor, averaging 15 points. And, you know, it seems like they're going to go with a point guard or a shooting guard, one of the two, and I think this is the guy they go
0: with. Then we move on to the first pick in the 20s. We have the 20th pick. The Houston Rockets, a team that could look at James Harden, Van, I think you said earlier, but if not, I'm going for point guard. Someone that you already said, Kobe Buffkin, sophomore, Michigan, 6'4", which is perfect, solid high for a point guard, obviously. Buffkin is a great fit, probably could have gone earlier. I think in one of these mock drafts, I'm saying he has like 12 or 13. Put 14, 4, 3, 36% from 3. Very good guard. Decent a defense, but you know could obviously improve. And I can see him anywhere from the ten, from the eleven spot to the twenty first spot. So he can really go anywhere in this graph. But I like him at the spot.
1: Yeah. With my next selection, I'm going to go with a guy out of uh, out of Alabama. I'm going to go with Noah Clowney. I think you had him a few picks earlier, but you know they kind of need a, a, a to add another forward there. And I think this is the guy they'll
0: go with. Now we have. Two back-to-back picks from the Brooklyn Nets at 21-22. With my first one, I'm going to go Bryce Sensabaugh. He's a freshman out of OSU, standing at 6'5". He runs the three, could run the two as well. Very good shooter, one of the best shooters in this draft. And he was a four-star prospect going into college and definitely played better than that. He shot 41 from three, put it up 16-5. and five, And for a not-great Ohio State team, he was awesome, hitting three-pointers all the time. So I love him at the spot.
1: Yeah, so with my first of two picks in a row here for the Nets, I'm going to go with Jed Howard out of Michigan. You know, another Michigan kind of guard there. You know, he was solid last year, and I think a guy who could—he's mainly going to be a two, but there's a shot you could see him at that at that one as well. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with here.
0: Then we have 22nd pick. I'm going with more of like a potential pick if they're gonna go like a Bryce Sabah. NBA shooter ready pick I'm gonna go with the second pick will be someone that we're in draft off of potential and his name is Leonard Miller he plays a three and he's not coming out of the traditional college basketball role he and he actually had a very good season not playing college and I think he could be a great fit for the Brooklyn Nets if they want to sort of develop him into an nba ex player and I think that he could fit in well in the future.
1: Yeah. So with my uh, next pick, I'm gonna go with a guy who who who's a scorer, but maybe the concern is he hasn't played at the highest of uh, competition in college. I'm gonna go with the Maxwell Lewis out of Pepperdine. You know, uh, he obviously averaged nearly 18 points a game. Could score. The defense is solid. So maybe they the Nets have taken a Pepperdine guy in the past. So maybe they go with another guy here and. And Maxwell Lewis has a ton of potential. It's just it could translate to the NBA.
0: So for me, I'm gonna go with another pick that could be a reach, but could be straight on potential. I know Portland had a pick earlier, so now I'm gonna go with the potential pick. Mine will be Ryan Repair out of France, shooting guard, very good shooter. Another guy that was probably top 10 in shooting in this class, and he. Was it looks like he was definitely a top twenty five prospects rank in this class, and he has a lot of tools that he developed.
1: Yeah, so for the Blazers pick here, I'm going to go with a big man in Nigeria. I'm not exactly know how to say his last name James Naji, uh, but they do they do need a they do need a probably a young big man there as Nurkic. You know he's aging, and they don't really have a guy behind him. So I think this makes sense here as a that you take a guy to go behind Nurkits for a couple years and maybe he'll be start in three, four years.
0: So for me, I'm going to go with the guy you just said earlier, Jet Howard, son of Jawan Howard, who's the coach of the team he played for at Michigan. Freshman, 6'8", which is actually very big for, for a number two guy. He could definitely play three then. Very, very good defender and very good shooter. Not great at sort of playmaking and creating a shot, but he's good off the ball. And he could fit in well on this Portland team if they get rid of Dame Damon if, uh, if in this Sacramento team, and if they, they already have DeAndre De'Aaron Deandre, De Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, maybe throwing a shooter in there, and they Keegan Murray, they could, and they could actually be a great team.
1: Yeah, so for this Kings pick, I feel like they're going to go with a guy who, who's going to start on opening night, uh, a guy who played a senior, a senior in college. I'm going to go out of Indiana, Trace Jackson-Davis. He's a really good player in college, and I feel like he his game will translate probably immediately to the NBA. He won't be, as obviously, a main option in the NBA, but he could be a very solid guy at that fourth spot for the Kings as they made it to the playoffs last year and are going to continue to get better.
0: Now we have the 25th pick for the Memphis Grizzlies, a team with the whole Dylan Brooks, John Moran. They have a lot of drama going down in Memphis, but I'm going to go with someone that I think even though he didn't play college basketball, he didn't play in Europe. He's from Nigeria. James Naji, you said earlier, but I think that he could definitely, if the whole potential is right for him, he could he could play for them, and they're gonna need someone. So I'm gonna go with James Naji.
1: Yeah, for the the Grizzlies here, I'm gonna go with the guy who could score. You mentioned a few picks ago, Bryce Sensabot of uh out of Ohio State. You know, he's a scorer, and I think adding another guy like. Brooks is probably out the door, and I think this will be their gotta replace Brooks.
0: Now we're gonna go to the 26th pick. We're nearing the end of our mock draft, and the and the second half end of the episode, and we're gonna go to the Indiana Pacers, who may have trade. I think yesterday, but I'm gonna go Dariq Whitehead out of Duke, freshman. I think you had him going earlier, if I'm not mistaken, but definitely a potential pick. He's six seven, plays the two, the three, and possibly the four, but was a great prospect and obviously has good potential.
1: With the Indiana pick here, I'm gonna go with the guy who went a little earlier. We haven't seen him really play that much. Uh from Canada, Under Miller.
0: So we're gonna move on to the Charlotte Hornet at 27. Obviously, they have a number two pick, but if they pick Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson, obviously I actually don't care for if that that like doesn't translate to me for this pick. I'm going to go with someone that literally is only being drafted off of potential. Oliver Maxens Prosper out of Marquette, 6'8", 4", junior, played a lot of college basketball, and obviously is only going in the first round. He wasn't amazing at Marquette, only averaged 9, 10, 11 points, but he has great potential, very athletic, can dunk the ball well, plays great defense.
1: So with this Charlotte pick, I'm going to go with a guy who we actually had the pleasure of interviewing a couple years ago. Out of University of Xavier, I'm gonna go with Colby Jones. You know, he became a made option on that team and he flourished. He was awesome last last couple of seasons. And I think he could be a very solid, you know, probably backup to to Lamella.
0: So now we're gonna move on to the Utah Jazz at twenty eight. I'm gonna go with Brandon Podzemski, I think, out of Santa Clara, sophomore, definitely a potential pick out of Santa Clara, but runs a two and a three at six six and looks like he has a top five three point in this draft and can play deep. So I'm going to go with that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, another potential pick. I think you just had him like a pick or two ago with Oliver Maxine Prosper. I think uh, this is where he lands. You know, obviously you say he's getting potential, getting drafted off of his potential. And I think the Jazz gonna do a lot of, I've been doing a lot of that. They're going to be doing more of that. So as they continue to build up the course, core, so yeah, that's where I think uh, he'll land.
0: we we'll move on to the 29th pick with the uh, in the in uh, not the Indiana Pacers anymore. They traded it to Denver Nuggets. So with the Denver Nuggets 29th pick, I'm going to go with Maxwell Lewis. You said maybe, I think, what, like six picks? Uh, actually, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like six or seven. Mm-hmm. in the three, very good shooter, good defender. Also very good at playing on the ball. So not a point guard, but he has a good dribble, good handle, and good passer, so... Could back up Jamal Murray in the future. Could back up whoever's at the two as well.
1: Yeah, so with the the Nuggets pick now, obviously there's a chance they lose Bruce Brown. That's been the rumor. You know, he might get a really big contract from somebody. So uh, I'm going to go with a 2-3 and Derek Whitehead out of Duke. Jake had him a little bit ago, but, you know, we saw some of the potential he has in the tournament. You know, he's a he could play on both sides of the ball at a high level. So I think he's another guy that the Pacers will add to this this young core, this big, not the page actually the Nuggets, my bad, but the, he's a the guy who could probably take Bruce Brown's spot if he doesn't resign.
0: So at pick 30, I would have gone Colby Jones, but Mark Malcolm Brodin looks like he's about to get traded to L.A., so that's going to change my pick to a different direction. I'm now going to go with a small forward, power forward, and G.G. Jackson out of South Carolina. He was a freshman, top 10 recruit, but also – Was maybe a little disappointing for a top 10 recruit, but he put up, I think he was number one recruit actually, if I'm not mistaken, maybe number two or three, but he averaged 15 and six, which wasn't what they expected at South Carolina, but he was still awesome. So I'm going to go for him, the Clippers.
1: I have the Clippers going, a guy from, uh, from France, Ryan Rupert. I think you had him maybe six, seven picks ago, but. Your Clippers are going to get their point guard here. They got their point guard today in Malcolm Brogdon, so maybe they take more of a potential pick here. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to end the, the mock draft part. And now maybe we'll just talk about a little few guys we could see getting traded.
0: Yeah, great. And I think that right now there are definitely a lot of players that we could see getting traded. But I think the main one – actually, might not be the main one, but we'll start off, I think, Zion Williamson. He's definitely on the block. And there's a lot of talks about him getting traded maybe for a draft pick or in in like a draft sort of style trade tomorrow. I think that players that he could be, teams he could be traded for, maybe Atlanta, obviously Portland, if there's a whole number three pick or number three pick for Zion or a Dame situation, any of those types of things, I could see him going to. Maybe I think Detroit has a lot to offer since they have so much potential players that they have, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran. and they have a ton of picks in draft capital, so they have tools to get Zion. I don't know if they would go for it, though.
1: Yeah, the only team I really see having a big shot at getting him is personally the Hornets. I don't really think he will get traded, and I think teams might not even really want him. You know, there's issues with his health and obviously off-the-court stuff now, too. Uh, but, yeah, even the Knicks maybe could make a play, but I, as a Knicks fan, I don't think that. I really want that because I want a guy who's available, and Randall does a good job of doing that. Uh, Obviously, the trade that just went down, uh, that's a, that's getting completed. We, it's not official yet. It hasn't been completed, but Porzingis is a guy who is being talked about a lot in trade rumors, and it looks like the Celtics are going to land him. You know, a guy 4-5, you know, he could stretch the floor. Uh, He played great defense, so obviously Porzingis to Celtics is going to make them a lot better losing Malcolm Brogdon probably does sting a little bit because he obviously won six men of the year he was really really good off the bench but you know you got to give up a guy like him to get a guy like Porzingis
0: obviously that is true let's go to another big name player Chris Paul he's currently on the Wizards but we all know he's not staying There's some teams that he could either get trade for right now in the next four days or he's gonna get bought out so and can sign somewhere. So we'll talk about teams that could land him as a signing or a trade. I think the three teams I've heard were the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Miami Heat were the three teams that I've been hearing. I think the main one is definitely the Clippers. I think that he used to pl- he played for them in his past for like eight years, wherever it was. And I think that he could definitely have a bench role maybe there as like the seventh man maybe, or could be a starting drop. Because it's still Chris Paul, but he is old. Yeah, I don't th- I think –
1: I don't think the Clippers are as likely now with the Malcolm Brogdon, uh, news. So I think the Lakers are the best fit. Like I had them in the mock draft. I said, they probably will take a veteran. They will sign a veteran and then you take that point guard. And I think that, like, that's kind of all lining up now. I think that would make sense to go with it. To, for him to go with a team like the Lakers, you know, the Heat. It's like just basically Kyle Lowry, though. I don't see that much of a difference in their games. But I think it would be a little bit of an upgrade over Kyle Lowry if they could potentially move him. But yeah, I think Chris Paul ultimately does end up a Laker, whether it's in a trade, likely will be a buyout. But we'll see. We'll see how that all transpires.
0: Obviously, there are two centers that are and they are not Joel Embiid for anyone listening. But Jared and DeAndre Ayton, are both being talked about. DeAndre Ayton. Aiden- for having a huge contract and I think, what was it? 30 million, 32 million and being the first pick a couple of years ago. And now he's sort of been disappointing us. I, F- Phoenix is definitely trying to make a championship run right now. They just got Bradley Beal. And I think they could move the in if they want to and try to upgrade or get some draft capital. And another big man on the block is Jared Allen out of Cleveland. After having a very disappointing playoff run, I heard, I was listening to, the Ringer, and they they he, they were talking about Giordani moves. that has a couple of ESPN articles talking about Giordani move, but there are two. There's definitely one team that can land both of them that could use more veteran center to mentor someone named Chet Holmgren. I'm gonna go off the oh, Oklahoma City Thunder. They have so much draft capital and so many tools provided to trade for someone. They could definitely move Lou Dort. They can move a bunch of picks. They have so much stuff they can trade. It's just whether Sam Presti actually feels available to trading for a player versus using his wisdom in the draft and all of his picks. Yeah, so personally I don't I
1: don't really see a guy like uh Allen getting traded. Like obviously he was disappointing in the playoffs, but I think the Cavs do hang on to him because I don't think there's much of an upgrade they could get there. Uh but Aiden, there's definitely a real shot of him getting traded, just the contract isn't like a lot of teams don't really want that type of contract. You know, he's a very he gets rebounds, you know, He's going to give you a double-double every night, but uh, I just don't see a team really going to give up that much capital for a contract like that. Maybe if it's only like one first-round pick, a team will do it. But overall, I think out of the two, that guy's more uh, – DeAndre Aydin's more likely to get traded. And one more center, potentially, is Carl anthony Towns who could who could get traded, obviously with Rudy Gobert. Being there already, that was a questionable trade on its own, but it's not what we're talking about. But, I mean – there's a chance, you know, a team like the Thunder also could be in on that, but I probably wouldn't see that. Uh, even like the Knicks could be a team that look into that, but I think they they think Mitchell Robinson's defense is very valuable there, and I don't think they want to move on from that.
0: I do love the Knicks getting Cat. It's whether I want to see if I don't really know if that is it. I would love having Cat if we didn't have Randall, because that because Cat is obviously a five that runs the same type of role as Randall. But also, Cat isn't a huge upgrade from Randall in the first place, and they both have similar contracts. Cat's older; I rather Randall I guess for the age. And then you obviously can't have you can't trade RJ for Cat because you'll have Cat and Randall together, which makes no sense. So, don't really see that happening. I think we'll talk about maybe one or two last one or two more players. I think one is Pascal Siakam being talked about out of Toronto. There are many teams that could go after Siakam if Toronto decides to blow up his future after developing him for the past, what, four or five years. He's, he's been awesome. But they're definitely teams that could take a shot at him. I think another team is the Knicks could try to upgrade from Randall for Pascal could happen. I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors actually are a huge fit for Pascal Siakam. I'd love to see if they, if they move on from Draymond and go into a younger style of players. Pascal definitely is much younger than Draymond. and He's an awesome for having Steph play and Pascal would be awesome if they could try to move on from the pool contract. And I think that would be cool if they could trade maybe Pascal Siakam for Jordan Poole and the first or two. That would be a ideal trade for them. Maybe get Kaminga in the trade as well. I think that's more an ideal trade.
1: Yeah, I, I agree that there's a shot that, you know, we could see Siakam in some trade talks. But I think the Raptors are gonna, still going to try to go for it, even though there's really no shot. They could, they could really be a contender. But yeah, any other guys you, you want to talk about?
0: I to talk about Dame, but I think it looks like he's leaning towards staying. So so I think that's pretty much gonna wrap up this episode, which has been a blast. You know, obviously the NBA draft tomorrow. And thank you everyone for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you.